0: So I want to start off today's Shia talking about the concept of Sveik Sveika. We've been assuming, as a Dabba Pasha, that Sveik Sveika is mutter and I want to discuss why is that, where does that come from, what's the reason why every mutar, it's not so clear in the Rishenim and the Achrenim, and therefore i want to take a few minutes to try to break into this. So in source number one I brought to you a true Rashba. The Rashba at the end has a very cryptic line, and the Khwin were very, very busy trying to understand what exactly the Rashba is saying. The Rashba says as follows you should know the Hasvik is preferred like a Rav. The and possibly the mirov, that its permissibility, the allowance that it grants, is even greater than that of a rove. Now that being said, the basic understanding of the Rambam well, I'm sorry the Rashba is that Sveik Sveika is, uh, is utilized the concept of Rav now why is that? because if we break it down every Sveik Sveika in my first suffix, let's say tahtav or ina tahtav, it's a 50-50 chance right? we don't know so it's 50-50 now that being said alright 50-50 could be one could be the other now, if I can make another speaker, I could say, you know what, but besides Tachtav Tahtav, I could actually say that even on the Tzad of tahtav, maybe it's Ones. So if there's a Tzad Ones coupled with the Tzad of Tachtav, already is is 50% of the side to make it asr. But if I could take 50% of that Tzad to make it asr and add a portion of that to make it Mutter, that means the majority of my probability is more than 50%. So if I have a more than 50% probability of having a situation which is permissible, that's the concept of Sveik So it would come out that the whole precedent of, con- of six Sveika is a uh, Svara. The Svara is that every time you have a Sveik that provides a situation where the majority of the probability allows for permissible allows you to do it. And therefore we'll follow the rave. That's the basic understanding of the Rashba. Now this understanding is difficult for many reasons. And just for the basics, I brought you here Reb Shimon, we're well, not gonna read Shimon inside because it's not really the crux I wanna focus on, but it's basic ideas that are very, very important you should know. Um Reb Shimon has Akasha. Let's talk about basic. The whole premise that I just explained to you only works if the original suffix is 50 50. It was suffix takhta, suffix a tahta. We have no idea. But what if our first suffix, they take one suffix, a regular suffix deraisa, and the vast probability of one side of the suffix is in one direction? Let's say for all potential and purposes, it would say that the thing is mutter. But there is a slight chance that it's asr. So, under that circumstance, we only have one suffix. But, the probability tells us that even though it's only one halachic doubt, the probability of it being permissible is very, very high. It's more than 50-50. It's an 89% chance that it's going to be Motar. So what's the din? So according to the, our explanation of the rashbah it should come out that it's actually permissible. And that we know is not true. We know there's a concept called Suffix deraisa l'ochumra. Suffix de al l'ochumra doesn't only apply when the suffix is 50 50. Suffix deraisa applies even when the suffix is much much different than that. So that's caution number one. The whole concept of Suffix al l'ochumra should not apply unless there's a suffix ashakul, and we know that's not true. Another issue with this is that actual Ashna Rashbah himself, the Rashbah entertains that the permissibility that Sviksveka provides is actually greater than that of Rov. So if all Svakesveka is is a manifestation of Rov, so then how could a manifestation of Rov be greater than Rove itself? Obviously if the Rashba is willing to entertain in a serious way that Sviksveka would grant more of a heter than Rov would, so then it can't be a different manifestation of Rov. I think that's a Svarpshut or Shimon doesn't speak that out, but I think that goes I think that's, I think that's Now, because of this issue, the Khrinim, I brought a few here, the Watar gets upset with them, but the Khrinim all speak out. The Hitagas, Ravasha Ryeli, Renak Fatsovitz, yeah. They all speak out, there's a concept called Rivtsstaden. Rivtstoden means as follows. Let's take our case. Our case, how many really different situations are there here? There's Tachtav, Now, if it's Eno Tachtav, irrelevant to whatever happens. So there, Eino will tell me that she's permissible. Now, there's a different than Tachtav. But in the world of Tachtav, we have two Sveikas. We have Salfik Ba onus Safik Ba So when I hit the total button, how many different cases do we have here? We really only have three cases. We have one case called Tachtav. We have a different case called I'm sorry, we have one case called Eno Tachtov, we have one case called Tachtav Be'Ones, and we have a different case called Tachtov B'Ratzon. Those are three situations. Now, out of those situations, what is the conclusion, what's the majority conclusion? So both in the case of Eno Tachtov and Takhtav Be'Ones, so there, the dynasty is going to be Muteris. Whereas, when it comes to barat, it should be asar, But I have a 2v1 now. Two of my possibilities say motor, One says Asar. Of them, it says the That's the Rav. The Rav is, it's not a Rav the same way that we have a of a, a numerical Rav, a statistical Rav. It's a Rav of possibilities. And that Rav of possibilities, claim the Khrinim is what the Rashba meant by Sveik That's always going to be a true when it comes to a Sveik Sveika, that it's going to be 2 out of 3. Speaking the heter, because it's suffix one, suffix two, and even when you say suffix two, there's still a chance that it's going to be mutter. There'll be a manifestation of this, but there's a manifestation of heter. And say the in that's pshat, that it's Adif karev the al Now, the issue with this, like the auto brings out, is that how do they know that? There's a makur for such a thing? There's, there's a million makuras for rav. The gwan the pilalev brings them one after the other but when it comes to this kind of rove it's not a statistical rove it's a rove of scenarios that could that the halacha allows for that could be presented here so where do we see that that's tantamount to a concept of a rove that, that it's even a koach of a chral, that we deal with such a thing not that the Torah doesn't have an answer for so I also don't have an answer for that what I tell you is that it, we don't know at this point, we know Sveik motor. that's explicit in our Gemara. This is a fact that's universally accepted in Halacha. The Gedorim of it are unclear whether it works. Mamish is a rule of a statistical rule whether it means that it's a rule like, like the Khrinim say that it's a raved studim, it's, it's unclear. But we know that it works, and that's why I don't want to focus so much on it. You should know that there is such discussion. Um, but the main thing is that it works, and it's unclear what the mechanism through which it operates is. So, now that we saw the let's see tesis. the tesis here is de Mascha I want to read the tesis inside first, and after we read the tesis inside, then we're going to start asking kashas, trying to learn it up well. So, tesis is discussing the second answer of the gemara the gemara said in the first answer that Revelazar says im mm. pesach is referring to eh uh, because there's only a suffix tahtav a a tahtav the second answer of the gemara is talking about a father who was macabean kadushan for his daughter which is husmas and therefore we have only have a suffix of and Ratsan, because by virtue of the fact that she doesn't have Besulim is going to show us that it had to be tahtav so this is yes, the following: Vim Timar if you're gonna say akati ika fakes maybe even in the case of Pusum there's a fakes faker, why? Suff Bous, Suff Barotsin, maybe it was Bous, maybe it was Barotson, Vim Timzioma Barotssin. and even if you want to say it's Barotson that it was willingly it was consensually, Suffix shiktano. Maybe the relations was when she's a katana. And the din of pitu is that it lives in anus, it's considered an anus. And if it's an anus, that means she's going to be a terrace. So we have two sveikas, anus, ratsan, even though it's ratsan, ratsan is a katana, is a halacha of anus. And since that's true, that makes it a case of sveik sveikah. So how come, chusmas kimu is asa? Vishlin, the shame that the din of Onus, the name of Onus, is really one. Obviously, this is going to need an explanation, but that's the literal translation. That's how he answers it. Why isn't it a fake Because the name of Onus is one. Now, maybe we should establish on the Cheska So now, what's that mean? That means that when this girl became akala at the age of two and a half, Mazal so she was permissible to her husband now at the time when they actually got married at the age of 22 so when she was 22 years old when they consummated the marriage so it was clear that she wasn't a basula now we have a suffix was that takhtav or in so she has a sent to the Baila. the same way that the pashtus, the stumis the status quo was that she was permissible to her husband so so to that should remain. The status quo should be that she's permissive to a husband. That is his is that if it was an unus, it would have a call. This he brings a proof from from the Talmud Yushalmi that says, That any onus is a call, people start talking, we'll hear about it. to now that regarding this girl is not a call, So the the fact that it was consensual is the Rav, and only the minority consideration is ruba an Rav, and if there's a Rav and there's a Chazaka, then Rav takes priority. So even though she has a Chazkasetra, the Rav of not having a call will tell us that it was actually Tachtov. It was, I'm saying is actually consensual. Now, Yes, Vim and if you're going to ask, Im if that's true, in every case of we should also say that the girl is Asar, and we can't rely on the Svek Sveika. Why is that? The Safik come under because every time that we say that Safik Onus is really answered by the Rove. The rishami just got to saying that there's a Rove that if it was B'aynas, there would be a call. Ah, there's no coal, So we know it was consensual. So how could we ever can, can construe a svek sveka utilizing Suffolk O'aynas, Suffolk Protsen if we know for sure that it wasn't B'aynas. Because the rule told us it was consensual. B'aynasha, right? So what's he say? It should be, Now he tells us that a suffix in his command a dummy. The suffix of in is it's non-existent. For the initial, the chad suffix, there's only one suffix that remains. suffix tahtov. Whether or not it was takhtov. Or b'halo yishayich v'okam b'chez appreciates. And a suffix takhtov, there's not a chez Like he said previously, and Tersis Tevamaskolai Tzvichal, And there's no chez because the a And the cheskasaguf tells us that it was yet tahtav as opposed to beforehand. That's just as kasha, Bumba kasha. Why is it that we could ever have a sveisveika once we in, in, once we inaugurate this din of the Rishali that a uh, and therefore roev tells us it wasn't onus? How could we ever use the tad ones to make a sveisveika? To that Tzitz answers as follows: The re- says this roev of Rotson is not a of Gomor, it's not a complete roev. Rather, the whole Ruiv is only Rabbinic. This obviously needs an explanation, it needs understanding. Let's see what he says. And therefore, since the whole concept of this Ruv of the Yushami, of Ruiv Unseh Yishakou, then sveik Shari. In a case of Sveik sveika, it's going to be Mutter. But, chad but if there's only one ruba. only in a case of one Suffolk, that's what Chazal viewed the sun as a rove in contrast to in uh, onus. Now, if that's true, that's a big piece here. So Tusis now wants to bring us another source where we make this kind of distinction. So explains Tasis, we find like this Isa that little kids like playing with dead Shotsim, dead desserts, and therefore we can assume that a kid was playing out in the outside, he was probably playing with a dead lizard, and therefore, what now when he goes in, and he touches um, a dole. Do we say that dole, the truma inside, the chala inside, becomes tmeya, or not? So there we say, Do ruba There, that ruiv of Riv tinukas metavchim is only a ruiv do <coughs> like our rov here of, of Ones, and he can prove it to you. Because Rav Yichanan says the din over there, of that, that dough which was touched, is hasam being served in Allah, that dough, you won't be served the truma. The din is, there's something, is a Mishnah and tomorrow Mishnah in tomorrow says, that if, uh, if someone touches a truma and the tamei the din is the truma tamei is is but if it's only safik tamei or it's tamei so then it's tuiya. Then you don't burn it, but you can't eat it. You have to wait till the rats and get rid of it. so That's the dinner of Yehudan. So he's proving to you that there's a concept because even the rive is mitafchin, right? That the majority of the little kids they play with lizards. That's still not going to be a rive which allows you to burn truma. It makes it true Matuluya. Why is it true mateliyah? It must be that it's only mineral bonum. That's Tosus' proof. So now, continues to The V'yim if you're going to ask, Akati ba'eshes koyen, still, when it comes to Neshes an koyen, the aviyah k'vishim p'chus the yisrael, or fathers of was younger than three, ikas veik there's still a sveik He's saying there should never be a case of Sefek Echad. Why? The Sefek Mukas 8, Sefek Jerusalem is Ish. Right, because maybe she is a mukha seitz. maybe she got an injury, and that's why she lost her basulim. and maybe she is a drusish. And now it says, is going to speak it out that And when it comes to it's on the meimar. We should say im And even if you want to say that she didn't get a damage, she didn't get an injury, Maybe it was before betrothal. Maybe it was after betrothal. And when it comes to HS Israel. If you want to say she didn't get an injury, then it's still a Tzavik, but in a Now, we talked about this concept of mukas eits before enough off but let's just finish off tesis. Yeah, just uh, see it inside. Now, tesis before, he preempts an answer that one could say to this question. And he says, the Don't tell me the reason we don't entertain mucus AIDS is because it's not common. It's not true. How do I know? we say in the third, regarding a blind lady, ain't that a blind lady doesn't have a tinus basulim. She can't claim that she lost a basulim. That, that what? That she doesn't have a basulim. Why is that? Because she fell on the ground. It could be that this blind girl fell on the ground. And she really lost a basulim. Aye, she should see from the blood that she got an injury. And therefore she should tell someone that she has this problem. The reason is she's blind, so she can't. Now the Gemara asks, That what's unique about this girl? You know, everyone falls. And there, it's clear from that question, the question says, it's clear that everyone falls, and everyone falls in a way that can actually emesha her basulim. It's a way to take away the basulim. So we see that says is something very, very common. If that's true, so how come every case of our suffix echod, Ash's claim, P'chus Maskimel doesn't have really a sphak sphak, and it starts with suffix mukas a, suffix vissat says, Answers, the perish of but according to the Bainochanano, the mukas ate, pischa sosum. Now, when it comes to mukas eats, the only thing that she lost is the dam basulim, but a pesach is elstosum, then asi shapir, then there's no question, because really the reason they can go ahead and make a claim of Tainus basulim is because the Mukas 8 isn't a reason to make the Pesach Pesuach. I mean, the Mukas 8 is a relevant factor according to Rabbeinu Chanano, But according to Tesis, does isn't like Rabbeinu Hananel every time. It's not a fake, fake. Answers oh, Tesis. Tesis, you could say, you could answer, mm-hmm. Nimisa the Mukas 8, if really she's a Mukas 8, she would claim that, you know what, I'm actually a Mukas 8. And that's why uh, there's not going to be Basulim. De'im genay bakach. And then when it comes to because it there's no ganai, there's no embarrassment in making such a claim called the a Because when it came to onus on a societal level, on a sociological level, in the times of the Chazal, it was a, a ganai to say that there was an onus, That woman wouldn't openly say that. And therefore, the, the fact that she didn't make such a claim originally, she didn't tell anyone originally, is not suspicious. But here, if it's a Muqaseit, she got an injury, well, so why would she speak, speak up beforehand? So once there's a claim and she doesn't speak up, then, then she should speak up. And the fact that she didn't speak, then in this topic, We're not going to go ahead and start creating doubts of her not speaking. So it's clear from this status that mukas 8 is a legitimate claim, and that would actually create a sveik sveika. But the reason we don't go ahead and utilize it is because it's something that she herself should claim. And as much as she herself should claim it and she's not that indicates that that's not something we should take into account that's toysavs here now let's start breaking it down step by step now the whole Tosis is predicated on an idea that pitu is an anus and since pitu is an anus then the toktana is going to be remained permissible to her husband even after the relations happened the mice is not so partial But we for between the and the raivet the rambam brings in Hilchas Isuri Bia, and source number four here, that Habala Ketana a Gadol, if a person has relations with the Ketana who is betrothed to a Gadol, in Kicheviah, she is If her father was mekadesher, she's he's chayv chenek, and she is potter. V'nesraal bailek meishaviyana b'hilhaseto. Was that the Rambam that she becomes also to her husband? Like explained in Hilchah that means that you have a Ketana that had consensual relations with a Godel, but she was betrothed to someone else. Says the Rambam, she becomes asr to her husband. On this, yes, the Raivid, How come this Ketana becomes asr to her husband? Yisrael, who is a Jew, We said that pitu ketana is an anus. So what's the Raivid mean to ask? However, we know that the din is, when it comes to Yisrael, an Ashes Yisrael, or uh, his, uh, his wife, Chas v'Shalom, is raped, she's still Mutaras to him, because Pitui, he learned it to Pitui ktana is considered an anus, and therefore, yes, there I've it, but how can the Ramam say that even if a Kitana had consensual relations with a Godal, at the end of the day, every consensual relation with a Kitana is a form of illness, because it's a Pitui? So how could it be then? that when it comes to this katana, we're going to make our Asar. That's the Raivit Kasha, inasmuch as we have a Din of Pitu katana in us. Now, Lamaisa, the, the ravid himself, is backed from a Gemara. The Gemara is a Mishnah that a person is Mekadosh even if the Katanas. So the Din is that the Mutaras. And that comes out from the Gemara that even if it was B'shegeg, even if it was B'mezid, I'm sorry, even it was B'shegeg, that they would still be Mutaras to the husbands. So the Megan Mishneh is that the Choral, this Gemara is clear like the Ravid, not like the Rambam. And the Rambam learned that the Gemara was Lavtavka, according to the Megan Mishneh. But the Meis, we have clear, clear, Mechalikash in the Rambam and the Ravid. What's the din of Pitwich Tana when it comes to um, whether or not they're permissible to the husband. So, first of all, it has to be that this is as masking to the Ravid, that consensual relations of k'tana are going to be mutter. Right? It's not going to create an iser. If it's going to create an iser, it's kind of an esk. It's a fake So that's number one. The shayda is what's pshat in the rambam. Right? What's pshat in the rambam, number one, that he holds it asser. and number two is what's pshat in the Ravid. what's going to the Ravid's response going to be to the rambam. So it seems to me, pashat, that the rambam you know, we had a discussion earlier on the Gimel of the Machlikas Tam, and the Rivom. What creates the prohibition between a husband and wife? Is it the fact that Gili Arayis were performed? That was the revam stance, and the revam wanted to prove from the fact that that's true even by non-Jews as Gili Arayis, because we see that when, they, when there was relations relationship between Mordecai and Esther, when there was a captive, a lady held captive, and they forced themselves upon her, the captives I are mean, non-Jewish, there I can prove to you that Gilei is Aser, because look, she became... She, that there's Gilei Raias by non-Jews, because look, she became Aser. So it's clear, though, that in order to create a prohibition, you need a relations of Gilei Raya's, So according to the Rivam what's the catalyst for creating prohibition is Gilei Raias, whereas when it comes to Rabbeinu Tam, there's no Raias by non-Jews. So what's the creating of the prohibition? So we brought a true that it was a me'ila babayla, was a, a lack of loyalty... There's a lack of loyalty which creates a prohibition. That being said, so now we can discuss the Rambam and the Raivid. Then the world of the Raivid, inasmuch as we're talking here about a Akhtana is not a bardas, and therefore her actions are not really considered thought-out, well-planned actions. So her having relations, even if it's consensual, that's not really considered consensual. And if it's not consensual, that's not called a ra'is that she's liable for. Therefore, the raibet says, Avada, she's going to be muterous to her husband. Whereas according to the Rambam, it could be that Pitu Ektan means that Pitu Ektan is really that she is a ptur, an inshim. She's not going to be chayav for it. Avada, we're not going to go ahead and say that she's punishable for it. It's Pitu at the end of the day. But can we say that she was loyal to her husband? That we can't say. We can't say that there was an, a, a relationship of Nehomonas between her and her husband. And inasmuch as there's a lack of loyalty between her and her husband, therefore that according to the Rambam is what's going to create a prohibition. So I think this Rambam Raivid bin the din of Pitu tana, whether it's a hetar to husband or not, is going to be totally on whether or not we hold like the Rabbeinatam of the regarding the din of what creates an Isra So back to Pshat and Tesfus. Tesfus starts off with a kasha really, even my We don't know if it was willingly, consensually, or against her will. even if it was consensual, And maybe that pito, even if it was inus, it was Pitu Iktana because it was when she was younger than twelve, and therefore that would also have a din inus. That's the Gemara's kasha. The Gemara answers Shame inus that the shame Aines is really one. And that being said, this tessus needs a beer. What's a shakvatarya? What did tessus think originally? And what did to say the maskana? So, in the base, basic sense, the original kasha is pretty straightforward. The original kasha is that we understood that sveik speakers derived based off of a practical reality of what could have occurred. We're unsure of what transpired. and Therefore, we have two different situations, maybe three different situations that could have transpired that we're unclear about one is one one suffix that we have is that when she had relations was that willingly or unwillingly those are two totally different scenarios and since it's two totally different scenarios that is able to create something called the suffix now our next doubt is even if it was consensual how old was she when that happened that's also a totally different scenario. So I could have three different potential scenarios here. I have one scenario that was against her will. I have another scenario where it was willingly, and she was above the age of 12. And then I have a third scenario that was willingly, and not at the age of 12. So it says, that's called the Sveik Sveika. And it's clear that Nakasha, the Kasha, the understanding of Sveik Sveika, is that the what compromises a, a Safeg is a different practical reality that could have been manifest. Now, in the answer of thesis, that clearly has to change. It can't just be that it's a clear practical manifestation, or else it's a very good question. There should be a sveik sveikah. So the question is now, what happened? There are, there are a few, the two approaches really in the akhirin, how to relate to this din of sveik, uh, of and Kato. The most basic approach would be to say that in order to conjure off a sveik sveika, you know, Sveik is not built off of practically what story occurred. We don't care about the story. The story is not what's going ahead and establishing the allowance here. What's establishing the allowance is that we have different potential halachic realities. One halachic reality is that there was Ratzon. Another halachic reality was Inus. And in the world of halacha, there's actually no distinction whatsoever between... A, a and an inus of a and since in halacha those two things are, you know, dandon, they're viewed upon as being the same exact thing. So then, when it comes to going ahead and conjuring up a Sveik sveika, we can't go ahead and say the two different sveikos, because in the world of halacha they're the same. So the chiddush this approach would say that the hava of sveik sveika was that if you can a suffix is determined by a lack of knowledge of what transpired. And the Kiddush of the Gemara is that Tzveik Tzveik is conjured up by potentials, different halachic potentials of reality. And there, there's only two. So there's only two, that's only one Tzveik. That's probably the most basic approach to going ahead and explaining what the what, the, what the back and forth is in Tesfus. So I brought for you here Rabbi Kiva Eger. Rabbi Kiva Eger has a different explanation of what's going on. Rabbi Kiva Eger says there's a concept called a Sveik Tzveik and that the Gemara is the answer is that what are you going to claim? That there's a Sveik Sveikah here? Suffik, Tachtov, Suffik, Lina, Sveik, Rotz, and Ibn Uz and maybe Shizakhtano? The answer to this is that it's not a Sveik Sveikah, Masapich. Now, what's a Sveik Sveikah, Masapich? So now, as follows Imagine if you're going to write a chart here. Right now, on your chart, you could write next to each other the first Suffik of the Gemara. When this girl had relations, was it onis or ratsum? So on the first line of the chart, you write an onus and next to it on the same line you can write ratsum. Now, the next doubt of the Gemara is, is she a or was she a Now under the line under the line where you wrote onis, you could draw two lines going down. One line you could write Agdoilo. One, in one of those lines, you've got a ktana. So you look like, almost like a triangle. On the top of the triangle being be an, you know, illness. And underneath, slightly to the left, one slightly to the left, you could take gdala, and one slightly to the right, you could take ktana. And then, you have another option. There's ratson. Now in Ratson you could have gdala, right? You could have another two lines, those same two lines coming down, another triangle, gdala or ktana. And that's really the four different permutations that we can have in this svik svika. We have Ines Ratsum. In the world of Ines, it could have been when she's a Gdel and it could be when she's a Katana. Those are our second variable. The first variable was a consensual and the second variable was her age. So Ines could be Gdel or Katana and Ratsum could be Gdel or Katana. Those are, if we're going to plug it in, the Sveik speak which Tissus is presenting. Now let's check. Is this true? Could all of them be? So in the world of Ines, it could be Gdel. Right? We could have an, an, an ines by Egedula, and we could have ines by Ektana, for sure. So those are both legitimate sveikas. In the world of Rotsam, we could have Rotsam by Egedula. But by Ektana, can we have Rotsam? Is that a legitimate suffix to have? That there was maybe a Ketana that had relations by Rotsam? The answer is absolutely not. That's a whole Kash of Tersis. That Tersis is built upon a precedent that the whole, the whole den of Rotsam by Ektana is really an ines. So the of of I'm sorry, by Ktana. So says that's Pshat in the Safik Seikama A Suk means that we have to have that all sides of the sufik are able to be expressed. That's flippable. But the same way we can have a Gdila Ktana by Unis, we have to be able to have a Gdila K'tana by Rotsun as well. All of them have to be practically manifest. And since there's no mitzias called Ktana by Rotsun, therefore Says Rabbi Kiva Eger, that's not called a sveik sveik amasapich. It's lacking a certain technicality to make it a legitimate sveik sveik. And since it's lacking that technicality, therefore, that's not going to go ahead and be able to create an allowance. Now, let's say, assuming the din is true, we're still going to have to be able to read that back into I know what's it, what's it mean that shaman is chadhu? It doesn't say that. Right, so in a certain way, that would seem like a very strong kashan on Rebbekeveiger, right? If it wasn't Rebbekeveiger, we could say it's almost a pircha on Rebbekeveiger. But we know it's Rebbekeveiger. He wasn't—he uh, was coming to explain this tesis, obviously. So he knows that that the, the words of tesis are shame and ischadhu. But even more so, I brought for you here tesis yeshonim tesis and mesachas brings from Yesh Farshim. That the whole the whole here it's the because we're not able to say that it's mahappech. That what maybe a sappech tana. There's no there's no such thing as sappech tana So you see that the tesis says this word. So he doesn't say He says it's not a it The this is coming as a very so it's much into this Pshatna be given eager that the answer of shame and is really that it's not misapich. Well, that's true. We have to know what's the beer in such a din. What do I have, what's the beer in the in the words of Tesis? So I have two ways to read the Tesis. Neither one of is super geschmack but uh, they're pretty much doing the same thing. One way you can read the Tesis is if you have your chart here. I think it's easier with a visual, right? On one hand, it's the uh, loyneswatz on top, and then each one has two lines coming down, the katana from each one. Right. So you could say Shame Chadhu that if we're gonna talk about our two Svekas on the top row, we have either unus a so then the shame inus is khad. The shame unus is the only one that we have a legitimate breakdown on, because the shame inus is the only one that generates another suffix afterwards. So the shame inus is khad, meaning to say only the suffolk of unus is able to be broken down to another suffix but the shame of the suffix, the suffic, the that can be broken down to another suffix. That's one way to explain it. The other way to explain it would be to go ahead and limit the other expression, meaning to say that shame and ischatu means that when it comes to now Tsus continues and Tursis asks, Yeah, that Vim Nukma Thesis asks maybe we should establish an a Chizka center to the baila. Now what's that question? The question is that maybe we should say that she has a cheskaskashus. What's a kashas gonna tell me? The kashas is gonna tell me that really it was safik in safik And if it was if it was a Rotzen, maybe it was a katana and therefore a Pitu Ikhtana Enesel. Right? That the Thesis answers with a Geshmakatarats. And Tis answers, the Ishlaimar the Kunsa Kala Ace, Kidamina Bushalmi, Unse Isha Ko. He answers the precedent. He answered the precedent of Ruba the Kazakh Ruba Odiv. Now what's the meaning of that? Why would that be? Why would we say Rubah the Khazakha Ruba Odiv? Is there an understanding to that? There's a swara to that, or is that just a khik? So I want to say as follows that let's let's talk about it. Let's talk about here our case of Chazakah. How we understand Chazakah in the most basic way is that we have a status quo, we have a known fact. That known fact will assume to be true for as long as possible. Now, that's how a Chazakah operates. Now, that being said, if I have a Chizkas Tahara and I have a suffix whether it become Tameh or not, does my Chizkas Tahara really tell me what happened? Is there any reason to believe I know what transpired through the Chazakah? Or is the Chazakah just revealing to me how I act in Halacha during this specific case of doubt? So I think it's Pashat that a Chazakah doesn't let me know any information. It doesn't tell me the story. It doesn't reveal anything to me. It tells me that when I have a certain circumstance of doubt, this is how you act under that given circumstance. That being said, so then Chazakah, the way that Chirinim say it, is really just an Haga it's a way to act a Hanhaga it's telling me how to carry myself under the certain ca- ca- circumstance of doubt so it's more than just a suffix right a regular suffix without a Chazaka we would just say this is more than that we have an inclination we have an inclination to resolve how to relate to the doubt at hand and that's by establishing the previous non-status as long as possible but it's not telling me it's not clarifying what transpired now what's the din of Rav? The din of reiv is a very, very interesting Rav, is halacha, right? For example, where do we see Riv being manifest? Let's say a person hits his father. So the pasuk says, "Maka the ima mesimos." A person hits his father, mother. He's chayiv misa. So now the gemara asks a very simple question: How do we know? How do we know who's his mother and who's his father? So the fact that we know his mother is very straightforward, right? We saw the kid come out of his mother the mother's body, and therefore we know beyond the shadow of a doubt that when it comes to this kid we know who his mother is. But how do we know who a kid's father is? Very good they're married, very good she's a very from lady, she's a tzedekist, right? All the beautiful things in the world he gets about this lady. But at the end of the day, do we know for sure that this guy's father is his father? No! We don't know for sure, right? We have no idea what happened. And therefore, since we don't know for sure, how could it ever be that we kill someone for hitting their father? There should at least be a Safek, that we should go ahead and use that at least to prevent the Chiv Misa, we can't kill him. And yet the Torah says we kill him, so how could that be? So the Gemara says from here we see that there's a concept called Riv. And that since we know there's a reality in the world called Rav, that the majority of relations that a husband and wife have together, that a woman is with her husband. Now it could be all of them also, but all of them is also the majority. So the majority of relations the lady has with her husband. So the rive will dictate that this child is from his father, the lady's husband. Now that being said, is that a way to act in a circumstance of doubt? Right? Is that what's happening here? Or is the Rav telling me a story? The robe is telling me that this is what transpired. You don't know who the father is? I'll tell you who the father is. The father is this lady's husband. How do I know? Because Rove told me. Rove B'lis Alachach It paints a story. It paints a picture. If that's true, the nature of how Rove works is very different. The nature of Rove is that it's something called a birur. It's clarifying. It's telling me a story. It's telling me a reality. Now, this is a big contrast to Chazaka. Chazaka, we said, is anahoga. It tells me how to act by sufik. When it comes to Riv, Riv tells me what transpired. It gives me a storyline. I understand, I can see what occurred. And I see that this person is a kid's father. Inasmuch as that's true, so now the precedent of Ruba Chazaka, Ruba Aldef makes a lot of sense. Why? Because now I have two ways to go ahead and address this Riv. This suffix, I'm sorry. One way is with the Chazaka. Chazaka says, I still don't know what happened, but I'll tell you to act when I don't know. Riv will tell me I know what happened. I can tell you what occurred. So, if I could tell you what occurred, then obviously that's a much better way to relate to a suffix than just telling me I don't know what happened, but I could tell you how to act under such circumstances. Therefore, claims Tesvis, because the rave is a Birur, whereas when it comes to chazaka, it's just a clarification. Now, continues Tesvis, if you're going to ask, Let's go back to our Sveik Sveik of the Gomorrah. Sveik Sveik the imtim Vim Mar. That it was... I'm sorry, Sveik Takhtov, in Takta Takhtov. Vim Tim Tzilei Takhtov, Sveik Rotson. Right? Now it says to We have a Bam Kasha. Vsveik Sveik in namiti Asar. Every Sveik Sveik, she shall also be Asar. Why? The Sveik Inus Kemanda Lesa. The Sveik of Inus will say, is non-existent. Right? right? because of our previous din, of the Yerushalmi, that inasmuch as there was no kol, the Ruv told me that it wasn't onus, and therefore the only every case of Sveik Sveik or really Bichad Sveik, Sveik Tachetov. We only have a Sakev of Tachetov. And there we can't say that we can establish Sakev Tachetov of Sveik Tachetov, because there it is in Debrimaskalit Sveikha said, that when it comes to the we have the Cheskas saying that it was takatachtav. And therefore, Tuzis is asking, Mamesh, a fundamental kasha, that how could it be, how could it be that we always go ahead and say there's a concept called Svek Sveika, the riv of the Ushalmi should go ahead and answer up for the, one of the Sveikas. So that we should always know that there's no Tzad in us. So now, at this point, i want to ask a question. The question is as follows. In be we came off and said, Let we explained last week. And that's very Geshmak. Now, this a Kasha that the Rebbe of the Yerushalmi should mitigate one of the Sveikos. What suffix should it mitigate? We should say, the Rebbe of Yerushalmi should tell me that we don't entertain inus. We, we know it was Beratzon, and therefore there's only one suffix, tachtav in a tachtav. So now, I want to ask a new question. If Terses can ask that Keshub based off the Rebbe of the Yerushalmi, then I want to ask a new question. Every Sveik Sveika really should only be one Sufik, because we should never entertain tahtav. Why should we never entertain tahtav? Because the Cheskas HaGuf will always tell me that it's tahtav. So the same way that the Rov or the Rushalmi will go ahead and mitigate and say that there was no Din of Oynes, there's no Sufik of Oynes, because Unza so soon I'm going to ask, how could the Gemara ever entertain that it was eno Tachtov and has that be a legitimate Tzavik? How come Tis doesn't ask, ay, there's a Cheska Saguf? should ask this question, that once we've shown to you that there's something called a Cheska so then how come the Cheska won't address one of the Sveikas of every Sveik Sveika, and it'll really be a Tzavik echod on a sratzon. How come, how come Tzus is only addressing this once you bring the river the Yushalmi, he didn't address this kasha once we established the authority, the preference of Echaz Qasagov. To this, I think, the previous lambdas is so gishmak. Halay, what did we just say? Why is it that Pshad is that Rube the Chazaka, Rube Odif? The Yisraeli pro- pro- proposing is that the nature, the fundamental nature of how each one addresses a is different. Chazaka tells you how to act in a case of suffolk. Ruv goes ahead and tells you a storyline... They will tell you that this is what occurred, this is what transpired. Chazaka doesn't do that. So Tosus understood that lamdas. That's the concept of Chazaka, Ruba HaOdiv. Inasmuch as that's true, Tosis is never going to tell you, you know what, maybe you should isolate one of the Sveikas and answer it and address it based on a Chazaka. Why? Because Chazaka doesn't deal with individual doubts. If we're telling you what transpired, we're using a Ruv, Ruv can tell me, you know what, it wasn't Unus, it, wasn't it, it was Ratzon. How do I know? Because Riv told me what transpired. I have Avis on a parash, or part of the story, at least. But Chazaka doesn't tell me what transpired. Chazaka tells me when I have a situation of doubt, so then, this is how you should act in the doubt. So therefore, logically speaking, Chazaka can't speak to only one of the doubts. Because if Chazaka is speaking to only one of the doubts, then I didn't address the entirety of the suffolk. My suffix is larger just than and e'inu takhtav. I have a, a takhtav and e'inu takhtav, I am an innocent rotsun, and the Cheskas HaGuf doesn't speak to both of those Sveikos. So I can't use a Chazaka to tell me how to act in a circumstance of doubt when the entirety of the doubt at hand is not being addressed. And therefore, Tursus never was asked, use the Cheskas HaGuf, to say that even in a Sveik Sveika we don't doubt takhtav, because there Tursus understood that the issue of Chazaka is An-Haga, and An-Haga can't go ahead and partially address part of the issue, because the concept of a Haga, and Haga is how to deal with the totality of my Suffolk, practically, what should I do? Whereas when it comes to rave, the Yisrael of rave is telling me a story, and to tell me part of a story that you can do. So dafka once Tosis has a Yushalmi that tells me that you have a rave here, uh, that Unse Yeshakolo, and therefore that mitigates the suffix of Arunas and now Tosis can ask, so how could I ever have Sveik now Tursus can address the Nakuda, how could I ever have six feka? it's a Gvaldika proof this numb and the difference between Rave and Chazaka. The fact that this only has said here. Now, Tursus comes along and says Akidish Tursus, in order to address this question, why not use the rave to address one of the Svekas? Theime he says as follows in the shame of the rebuttal in a rev Gomor. This Riv Ratsan is not a Rave Gomor the whole thing is rabbinic in nature and therefore in a situation of then she remains permissible to her husband but in the case of one suffix, that's when they considered the Ruv to be something that they take into account and they could go ahead and address one of those Sveikas so this is the Me'as V'Khidish. This Yidin of Yerushalmi, of is only a Rav that's instituted midrabbanan. That institution was only expressed by Safik Echod. It wasn't expressed by Svek sveka. Now, obviously, this needs a tremendous explanation. Right? There's not things which make sense in a vacuum. So now, to come and address this, I'm going to discuss a concept here. The, I think it's a deep concept. And let's do our best to try to apply it. I brought for me here a Sefer called Natiyas Chaim. Natiyas Chaim is a Sefer written by Rechayim Eisenstein, who was a Rebbe of mine when I was in Nativariye. He's now Rebbe in Groskelo. So he wrote a Sefer, Masechis Ksubas. He writes there that there's two different types of Rev. There's a Rev that he calls a Rev Vadai, and then there's a different type of Rev, which is a Rev of al- Pi r- Hashara. means an estimation. Now, what's a rave Vadai? So now, generally speaking, if you're going to look in a safer Shara you know, and I'll have a whole Shara talking about Rav, Shara Yesher is going to discuss two, two different types of Rav. He's going to discuss something called the ruba de isakamun and the ruba de Lesser Kamon. The ruba de Isakamon is that we have a rev where our variables are in front of us. There's ten kosher stores. There's, I'm sorry, nine kosher stores and one shave store. And now there's a piece of meat in front of me. And I don't know which store it came from. There's no defining markings on it. I have a doubt, can I eat this meat or not? So the Riv tells me that since nine of the stores are kosher and only one of them is shave the majority tells me that called to parish miruba porish, that if it since the, well, this meat came from one of the stores, that presumably came from the kosher stores, and so the majority are kosher, and therefore I can eat it. That's called a ruba de isa kamon. That's a certain type of rove. Now there's something else called a ruba de lesa kamon. How do I ever drink milk? I drink milk... Right? We know there's a halacha, that anything which is yurt, say, from a treifa. if I have a cow, which is treif, it's not going to live for the next 12 months, it's going to die because it's sick, it's not healthy, then anything which comes out from it is treif. So now, how can I go ahead and ever drink milk? If I drink milk, it's coming from a cow, I have a suffix whether that cow is a kshira or a treifah. And whether or not this animal is a treifa or kshira, I'm not going to know until I shech the cow and check on its insides. So how could I ever drink milk? So, we have a principle, we have a ruiv, a ruba de Isakamon, that ruiv behimus are ksharis. And since ruiv behemas are ksharis, so therefore, I can rely that the milk that came from this behema is kosher. Now, when it comes to ruiv behemus kshairus, and I'm drinking milk, do I have a statistical information? I know how many animals here in this flock are kosher and how many are treif, and I can now go ahead and determine that the majority of the animals are kosher, and I have no idea. I have no idea how many are kosher and how many are chafe. Even if I say that there's a rib called rib behemas Ksheras, it could be that out of my ten cows, that eight of them are chafe. I have no idea. The rib Behemus is not built off the reality in front of me. Whereas when it comes to our previous case of ten stores, and nine of them are kosher and one of them are chafe, that's based off reality in front of me. So this second type is called the one. It's not in front of us. What's not in front of us? The variables which are establishing and creating the rive are not here in front of us. So where they come from, where, how did I derive them? Those are derived based on Teva of the world, the nature of the world. The nature of the world is is that most animals are kosher. How do I know? Because I'm a sheikhit. I've been shechting for dozens of years. My father was a sheikh, and his father was a sheikh, And we know that most animals live for longer than a day. That really the animals, the majority of animals, are kosher. That's a reality of the world. There's a teva of the world. It's an, inasmuch as it's a teva of the world, a teva of the world can establish something called a rev. That's called a ruba de lesa kamon. A ruba de lesa kamon is when the variables, the, the koach of the rove, is not dependent on variables that are in front of us. The koach of the world is based off a teva. That's a ruba de lesa kamon now we have a whole different Ruv claims in the Tiyos Chaim we have a Ruv which is based off Ashar's Chazal, what's Ashar's Chazal? it's an estimation why is this different than before? because let's take our case of Ruv Enseyeh Salkal Ruv Enseyeh Salkal is an estimation because we actually have no idea how many different incidences of intimacy exist in the world we can't, it's not something which is surveyable, and more than that we don't know how many of those instances were Be'onis and Beratzan. Now what we do know is that when we do hear about an Onis, usually we hear about it. And therefore Chazal, out of the Hashara, assumed that it's not something which is so common, and since we do hear about it sometimes, the majority of times that it occurs is that actually going to be a call. But that's not based off empirical knowledge. That's purely supposition. So, a Riv, which is based off supposition, even if it's an educated supposition, claims in the Tiaschayim that that's a Riv which is only going to be Dirabanan. And a Riv Dirabanan there says that the Tiaschayim, that's what we're talking about here. And that's what Tiaschayim means when it's says Asharas Chazal, that it's only a Riv Dirabanan. And Tiaschayim proves there's a concept called a Riv Dirabanan from a Tafkin like we spoke out, that Allah is like Rav that it's true material. It's not like this. This says that this riv DeRabonah is only applicable by Safik uh, Echod, it's not applicable by a Sveika. Now, why is that true? Why is it true that a Safik, that Rav is only applicable by Sveik Sveika, is only applicable by a Sveik Echod, but not by a Sveika? This, I think, is a very strong question, especially considering the concept of rive is that Ruliv is telling me a story. The Ruliv will tell me that inasmuch as the Ruliv is like this, that we know what occurred, we can mitigate Ruliv Inus, right? Because Ruliv has a power to tell me what happened. I, you, hit, you hit this man and you claim he's your father because he's married to your wife. Riv will tell me, no, you know he's your father. Ad kidei that we can kill you. So, then how come Ruiv here doesn't speak in a case of Sveik Sveika? Ruiv should have the ability to speak in Sveik Sveika. Chazaka can't. So, I think as follows. I want to claim, this is not in T.S. Chaim, he doesn't write this inside, but I think Mistama, this is intent. My, I would explain as follows that when you're talking about a Ruiv de Raisa, a Ruiv de Raisa is something which is based off of reality. You have facts in front of us we have a reality that we've encountered time and time again that is the nature of the world, that this is how it is. And therefore, that Rav is a Rav which can tell me a story. That's a Rav which can define reality because the Rav speaks to reality. And therefore, that's the way that I can address it. But on a Rav de that's purely a Hashara. I don't have something which, I don't have a basis in reality itself, to tell me that this is what transpired. On what he called a Riv they are the basis in reality. The facts are in front of me, the Teva is here in the world, we experienced it firsthand, empirically. But when it comes to a Riv a Sharaz Chazal, that is no expression in reality. There's no facts, there's no Teva. It's a supposition. A supposition, I think. Even if it's a supposition which is an expression of Ruv, the majority of times it's like this. How do you know? Because I hypothesize as such. A hypothesis can't define reality. And inasmuch as hypothesis can't define reality, I am going to claim that a Ruv de Rabbonin functions in the same way that a Chazaka does. It doesn't tell me what transpired. It can't tell me what transpired. Because it there's no reality that can back that as such. So what does it do? It tells me to act in a case of Suffolk. You have an aishas Koyim. It's Suffolk Tachtov. Suffolk Eino Tachtov. So now, beautiful. Ratzon, not Ratzon. Rishalmi, right? Not even Ishes, forget You have Koyim. You have a, a, what's it called? You have a Pchusimaz Gimel. Enes, Ratzon. There's a rave that tells you it was, it was B'Ainnes. Why does the rave tell you B'Ainnes? Because it should be a call. There's no call. Aye but that tells me there's a story here that it was that's not telling me that's how I relate to the situation. But, when it comes to a Sveik Sveika, Chazaka doesn't speak in Sveik Sveika. Like we spoke out, that Sveik Sveika, the Peshat of it tells me to act in a case of Sufik. but here in a Sveik Sveika to tell me how to act and not address both Sveikas at the same time, that Chazaka can't do. Chazaka tells me to act in how to relate to the suffolk in its entirety. To use a rive which is expression, which is a mechanism, works the same way that that a chazaka does. That can't be utilized to address one of the Sveikas and the sfeik sfeika. that's why rive won't tell me that it's a riveinus. It's not a choik. It's not like a limitation that a heim amrul vhein amrul. It's deeper than that. That the, the, the concept of as much inasmuch it's not based in reality. It can't address reality. It's a, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a hypothesis. It's a, an assumption how things should work. Very good. That's called the Khazalko. Call. You're telling me how you think we should relate to the Suffolk at hand. But maybe doesn't work in a six-faker. That's, that's going to be pshat and tesis up until now. Amir Tashem Hashem. next week we're going to go weiter. I know we didn't get to the end of tesis and talk about the Rav Kedush and etc. There's Pashanat time. But Amir Tashem looking forward to continuing next week.